We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Knicks fans. How are you doing, Jeremy? You know what today is? Not today, actually today, because we're recording this on Saturday, but today in the future when people are listening to this. Do you know what today is? I don't know what today is. You're an idiot. Jeremy Cohen, my wonderful (laughs) co-host. It's like two days after the day after tomorrow kind of situation. There are too many days that you're throwing at me. Like I don't even know what yesterday was. And yet, thank God. How did they never make a sequel to that? Did you ever see that movie, The Day After Tomorrow? Uh, no, I didn't. It's but, it's bad. How but I love on, make- on South Park, they spooked it and they were like two days oh, before see, the didn't... day after tomorrow. And then it's like, wait, that's today. And then... I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they spooked, but it'd be, how do they never make a sequel to that called the day after the day after tomorrow? <laughs> um, but I digress. No, today, when, when folks are listening to this, today is, uh, is media day. It's the opening of training camp. And it's been um, how many months in the making? Man, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you when the season ended. It was in, it was in June, right? Oh, no, it was. So the playoffs. Was, so we played into June, I believe, right? Yes. Andrew, I think, Andrew's gonna I, have to I think what happened was that people were like, oh, my God, the Knicks are playing in June. Playing in June yeah. It ended so, on yeah. June 2nd. There you go. Okay. It's, so uh, June, July, August. So it's been four. Wow. It's, wow, it's been a whole four. I got to tell you, four months has kind of flown by. It has. I mean, think about considering how like with a normal season, it would have in the past it's ended in April and yep. then this new season starts in October. So, you know, like there would be an extra two months of time and this is going to happen yep. in the future, probably two yep. or well, actually not as much because as long as the Knicks are good, then that window of time between games shortens. You hear that? Um, Don't edit this out of post. Yeah, I'll knock on wood too. Um, 
so yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it could have been a lot longer, but I feel like yeah, that's what she said. Um, I feel like it's the sort of thing where it works out and we're, we're almost there. It's great. I can't wait for media day for training camp preseason. And then we're there. We're here. We're, we're almost there. I can't wait. We're there. We're here. I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. Well, uh, we so we have a, a jam packed episode uh, for you today. We of course are um, the the thing that everybody's really here for um, the finale of I know the Knicks, in which I will leave no doubt in anyone's mind who the dominant brain is. Uh, translation: Who the old guy is on this episode or on this on this podcast? Um, but before we get there, we actually have some. Uh, I don't know. Would you qualify anything that has happened or anything that was said on Friday or anything that has come out as news? I get. You know what? The vaccinated thing. That's we should start there, right? That's news. So, um, congratulations to the New York Knicks. You're all vaccinated. Woohoo! Round of applause. Thank you for being. I'm just going to say thank you for being intelligent humans like could we just say that is that okay yeah look here's the bottom line right new york has a law yes that you have to be vaccinated to play that is the bottom line and the knicks are all vaccinated so i'm very glad that they're vaccinated um for a multi you know number of reasons but um but if we're just going to look at the being in accordance with the law and ability to play mission accomplished I, you know, I know that there's some like jokes about Kyrie Irving and, and especially Andrew Wiggins and how he's not going to get a medical exemption. I think that's more exemption. than jokes. That's like seriously may fuck over. Well, maybe no, not of Brooklyn. course, but, but it's sort of thing like yeah. when you consider those situations and yeah. then consider how we as Knicks fans don't have to worry about that. The only time we would have to worry about that is if a player is traded to the Knicks and is not vaccinated. And I'm curious about if, or how that might impact future trades, but that's a story for another day. Uh, for right now, I hadn't thought of that. That's it's great that the the fifteen players on the Knicks have been vaccinated, and we we don't have to worry about you know was this player vaccinated? Why can't he play? Blah blah blah. It's done. Great. On the list of the hundred things that like I did not want to spend my time podcasting about, writing about, thinking about anything about this season. Number one was like that discussion of like anonymous Nick X or maybe like not anonymous Nick X. Cause it w- we would have probably known. Right. Um, yeah. Thank, thankfully we don't have to talk about that. Okay. So get that out of the way. Um, and of course we, we found out about that um, on Friday with uh, I'm going to call it an impromptu uh, press conference because the Knicks have already announced that their media day is going to be um, Monday at, at 10. Um your your boy will be on uh, the the Zoom part of that media day. Still not in the cool kids club, Jeremy. Just just throwing it out there. You know, Listen, maybe you're at the party, right? You're in. Maybe the, if I get an, an earring like Mike Berman, that could work. Do you? Th- I mean, at the same <laughs> time, I I feel like you could also just show off your tats. That way, you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, I'm chill. Nick's PR doesn't know I have tattoos. Yeah. So that is what that's what's necessary to get me invited to the the live version of this. Mm-hmm. Um look, I'm not I'm not expecting much out of that. It's going to be the usual pomp and circumstance, just like Friday was uh for the most part the usual pomp and circumstance. I believe it was Leon Tibbs and um did Perry speak? I think Perry spoke as well. Perry's um, I believe said everyone was vaccinated. 
Yes, Perry. That's right. Thank you. Um, you know, I mean, if you're someone that likes to get fired up about over cult uh, quotes about culture and we're not skipping steps and like it's it's funny because if you really wanted to, you could go back and find like an old Steve Mills press conference and compare some of the lines that we heard from like Leon Rose to some of the shit that Mills said. It's, it's not all that different. Spoiler alert. Um, but we did find out some things, a vaccinated thing. And then I think probably the most notable piece of the other piece of news, if you want to call it that, is that Mitch uh, Mitchell Robinson is not yet. Um, well, he's not all the way back, I guess would be the way to say it. And they're still taking it um, cautiously with him. Um, I guess. Would you, I don't know if I, I, I obviously didn't hear it. I feel like if I heard it and saw it, I would be able to tell if they were like displaying an overabundance of caution, but based just on what they said, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm worried. Are you worried, Jeremy? I'm in between. Yeah. I mean, listen, if the, t- I understand the philosophy of how there's a source saying that it's precaution, it's fine. They just want to take it easier. And I'm sure that could be the case easily. Yeah. So I'm not going to speculate like, there was a setback or this or that, the, but I'm still trying to think about how I know this is a very serious foot injury and there's a reason why they're taking it slow, but you also have to wonder based on what is the believed recovery time when the injury happened, not being a doctor, but, but reading up on this and people who are doctors who are saying this, especially because there's um, I, I'm forgetting his name, but I think it was in street clothes is what his oh, blog might yes. be where, yeah. where he recorded the the games and the times missed of players and if it came back and all this. So it feels a little concerning, but I'm not at the point well, where it's the like typical is two months, right? I, I, am, I, am I imagining that? I may have read that randomly on Twitter yesterday. I, I, I don't, uh, that part, I don't remember the, exa- so that's the thing. Like it feels like it's a longer time than that. It's been seven months. So, but, but it's also been seven months and yeah. granted there's not going to be a game for, another less than a month, uh, at least one that counts. So I do understand the philosophy of like, Hey, this is why New Orleans Noel is a starter, not necessarily because New Orleans Noel is better than Mitchell Robinson, but because if Mitchell Robinson isn't a full go and they want to ease Mitch back into the fold, having Noel be the kind of like the starter at first, that might be a way of just getting him back on track, him being Mitch in this case. But uh, you know, until, until Mitch is missing games and we're seeing like his foot is a problem. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be a little concerned, but I'm not gonna be overly. Um couple things. Um one long live Todd Gibson. So nice to that he's just there. Just you know it's like yeah. breaking breaking case of emergency. Um two I am I consider myself president of the um I hate engaging in annoying narratives uh fan club and like this allows the Knicks and Tibbs and whoever you want to say to open the season with Noel as the starter. And we don't have to have the annoying conversations about that. And like, what does it mean? What is it? Mitch's contract. Is that the other thing? And I'm very happy about that. Um, personally, I don't know how, how you feel. Um, and Jen, yeah, right. I, I like we did this last year too, right? Yes, and, we did the same shit. And Mitch beat him out for a reason because he's yeah. a better player than Nerlens Noel. But it's also when Mitch can't play, Noel can fill in fairly admirably. It's when games matter even more towards the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit more of a problem. But guess what? The playoffs are not happening right now. They're happening months from now. So yes. we don't really have to worry about that sort of issue until later. I mean, look, the, I think... It, 
it, it, it matters because given the schedule in the beginning of the year, I think it's especially imp- and, you know, just kind of the whole narrative issue, like coming off a hot year, you want to see them start. Well, um, I, again, like maybe some other people do, I feel like I still have the memory of 2013, 14 fresh in my mind. And I believe that was a two and nine start. And that was not fun. Um, I do think the beginning of the season is important. Um, that said, like, I think they'll be okay. I'm not saying Mitch doesn't make a difference. I'm not saying he doesn't make a big difference, but like this, if he does miss some regular season games, I'm big. If, I don't personally, I don't think that should be an excuse. And look, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but suffice it to say um, that New Orleans Noel contract is looking better by the day. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, um, I mean, we'll hope for the best. I don't, you know, I, and last thing, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this. I have to think, I have to think that this is playing into the contract negotiation stuff. Right. A, a hair, a little I'm, bit. I'm laughing because I thought it and I didn't necessarily want to say it because I thought I'd be jumping the gun. But since you We're brought friends it up here, John, Jeremy, World of course, no, I, I'm glad you did. It, it prompted me to, to say something. Sure. I, I think the the conspiracy theory could be like, oh, well, the Knicks don't want to pay Mitch as much. So they're taking it slow. So I think that the Knicks care much more about winning games. And if Mitch is healthy and gives them a better opportunity to do that, then they're going to play him. But they're more concerned about his long-term future. This injury that he had, there is a big, there's a risk of it happening again. And if it happens again, then, I mean, we know big men and their feet. It's not the best combination when the feet are injured. So that sort of thing where I'm sure it does impact it a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, how many games is he really missing? Is he just coming off the bench? Like if he comes off the bench for the first, say, 10 games of the season. I'm just hypothesizing. Yeah. Yeah. That's an eighth of the year, but if he's doing it well, and then if he's back in the rotation, the starting lineup and he's, you know, fitting kind of in where he was last year and improving on that too, then I don't think it will matter in the end. It God, I really don't want to talk about this more. There is at least the potential for this to get messy. If like, Robert Williams starts the season as Boston starter, just for example. And as, as many people are predicting, he will, you know, kills it. Of course, he hasn't been able to stay on the floor either. Talk about guys who are actually injury prone. Um, and then you have Mitch here, maybe playing 15, 20 minutes a night. Um, and, and again, just uh, this is something that needs to be a reminder. These are ongoing contract negotiations. He could sign a contract extension up to $12 million annually as a starting salary tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now. Six months from now, right up until unrestricted free agency. So it's not like this issue goes away after the start of the season, which is the case for many, for most um, rookie rookies eligible for contract extension. But Mitch was a second round pick. All right. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Um, One more thing with, yeah, Yeah. with the press conference. Yeah. We kind of glossed over it, but John Leon Rose spoke. Oh my God. Crazy. Like, shout out to Mike Vorkanoff. Just real quick. I, the, my first thought when I saw the Leon Rose spoke was Vork. Got I love you because he complained about this ad nauseum, and then um, of course, what he's been off the beat for two weeks. And I, I mean, it was like they named his yes, but then they named Fred Katz as the next in line, and it was like right away, Leon immediately Rose speaks. Yeah, um, I don't listen, care. I, I th- <laughs> that's that's the the basis for feel. Like I, I do want to hear 
every now and then about moves when they happen. But I mean, they were asking Leon Rose, they being members of the media, were asking Leon Rose questions that seemed just so banal that it didn't matter. Like, like that's the thing. It's just like, cool. Leon Rose finally spoke. What'd he say? Oh, nothing. Okay. So what was really the difference between him speaking and not speaking? It's just, he gave kind of like your standard PR answers that they could then convert into an article and create content where you can still do that without Leon Rose speaking. So it just like, I don't know, seeing some people being like, oh yeah, you know, Leon finally speaking. It's great. He, you know, he owes us a response. When when there's a transaction, sure, I'd love to hear from him. I, it would have been great to hear the, the Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier press conference. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it because that's the other thing, right? Why is Leon Rose? Why would he be discussing strategy? Why do? Why should we know more than what they're doing? Like, why is it that the competitors should have as much intel as we as fans? Right. That's that's my bigger thing because what are they supposed to say or what are they supposed to say? We know what they want to do. Ultimately, any, right? Any they want to build a contender and then compete for a championship. Yes. How are they going to get there? You think they're really going to tell us how they're going to get there? We can Nobody, speculate. But, <laughs> but the funny thing is, he told you how his plan. It's not any big secret. He said, right. we're going to continue to try to be aggressive, but at the same time, we're not going to be stupid. Guess what? Every other fucking team in the league is trying to do the right. same <laughs> But, and then I feel like fans want specifics and you're not going to get that. Like we just saw Joe Lacob get fined, what, yes. 50 grand to talk about We're ben talking Simmons saying not that ben working Simmons on his sucked. team. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> not going to comment on players. We know what they need to improve upon and what they need to do. So Look. it was, it, I, I was just laughing at the response to it. Cause just like, why, why, why does it matter that much? He's, he's just giving you bullshit answers. It, it, what is it really going to satisfy for you? But it's a it's a non it's a it's what? a non story. Just continue running the basketball team well. You could not talk to me for the next ten years. I don't care. He even said uh, it. He said as an agent, I didn't talk much. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, okay, maybe the thing that helped make you successful in one role carries over yeah. to the other role, and especially even more so when you can't be talkative about what you want to do. I, Actions speak louder than words. Okay. Um, I, there's nothing else in the press conference that I want to talk about. Um, I mean, you know, Tibbs said some very nice things about RJ Barrett. He said some very nice things about Obi Toppin, um, Emmanuel Quickly. Both guys have been in the gym all summer. Uh, that, you know, whatever. That's it. It's a new season, fresh start, you know, all that jazz. I, I, again, I'm, I'm sorry if you want us to go in depth on all of these flowery quotes. I, I, we have better things to do. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> This is not the next thing we're doing is definitely not a better thing to do, but but it is a better thing to do because it's shitting on our organization, which is yeah. the best thing to do because it's not our organization. Um, Minnesota um, fired their what it was his official role. I don't know. Whatever. The guy who was in charge of basketball decisions, uh, Gerson, Gerson Rosas, um, possibly because uh, he was carrying on uh, a. Uh, extramarital relationship, consensual extramarital relationship with a uh, staffer on the on the Timberwolves. Um, I guess this had something also to do with their unhappiness with how he was conducting his operations, with how he was running the basketball team. Um, you know, it's on the eve of training camp, so it's a bad look. There's been a lot of spin since then. Um, brilliant athletic article by. You want to talk about spin cycle? Did you read the Shams postmortem about how like this was months in the making and they needed to do this now? And it's just God, I did. I did not read it, but you should, um, dude, you should. It's, it's good. It's, it's high level spin. Um, Whatever. We don't have to engage in that. Um, Carl Anthony Towns um, was a former client of Leon Rose. 
Went to Kentucky. Played for Tom Thibodeau. I don't. I don't well, what, feel what did is, he? What did he do, John? What he, well, he said, sorry, he said, what, after, what was it? Five minutes after the firing was announced, he, he tweeted out uh, WTF, which even me, old man, knows stands for what the fuck. Um, I, I mean, I kind of had this conversation a little bit with, uh, with Chip Murphy on, on his pod. So it, it was more because it had just happened and they wanted me to talk about it. And I talked about it. Like, this is not a conversation I want to have right now. I don't think we need to talk about Carl Anthony Towns. I don't want to trade for Carl Anthony Towns. We can't trade for Carl Anthony Towns because the money doesn't work because of the rules in terms of when you could trade players who were just signed over the summer. So this is literally a non-issue right now. But like, he's a potential top 10 player in the league. He may be unhappy. He has three years left on his contract. It's going to be a story. I just, it's not a story I want to think about yet. That's my position. I'm curious what you think. Uh, well, first, I'm just curious. When you say potential top 10 pick. You, potential top 10 player. Uh, top 10 player, excuse me. Do you mean down the line? Do you mean next season? I, I, I mean, I, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has the talent to be one of the 10 best players in the NBA. I think right now. I think he has that talent right now. Um, I do He's not, I mean, he averaged, I think, a career high, I forget if it was a season ago or two seasons ago, 4.6 assists. He's been over four the last couple of seasons. So, like, you're not getting Jokic playmaking from that spot. You're also, you're not even getting Randall playmaking, but you're getting a little bit of playmaking, a guy who could make the pass when he needs, when it needs to be made. And when you combine that with, I don't know what his three-point percentage is, but it's, it's pretty good and the volume is there. And then you throw in the fact that, like, he's pretty devastating down low like offensively he's there so what has it been it's been injuries it's been a complete lack of giving even not a whole turd he doesn't even give like a little pebble of a turd of a shit on defense the smallest little nothing no shits given at all and it's been like that for years um and zach Lowe talked about this recently on his podcast like I remember watching the guy in Kentucky, as I'm sure you do. That was, I thought that was going to be his calling card more than the offense when he came yeah. into the league. And then, to, and so I think the fact that he just, you know, you want to be the face of a franchise, you want to talk all the game about how you're going to turn things around and this is going to be different now. And like, I never know how to parse out is the franchise having the negative effect on him or is, is the player having the negative effect on the fr- I think it's more the franchise having the negative effect on him because the, the Timberwolves have a much longer track record of, of Tom Foolery than, than uh, Towns does. But like, I think he has it in him. So if you combine that with the offense, I mean, yeah, I think he has the potential. I think he could be a top 10 player right now. If he, if he puts in the effort and if he wants to be. Gotcha. I was just curious what you meant by it yeah. because so I, I don't, I view him highly. I just don't view him in that level. And that's fair. I mean, he hasn't earned it. Right. And also there are a lot of incredibly talented players that he would have to like, you know, supplant to get to the top 10. Like Dame is maybe the 10th best player in the league right now. Right. Right. And Dame is incredible. Like Dame's, think, Dame's could win the fucking MVP this year for all we know. It's like right. Carl Anthony Towns is not Dame. So yeah, I get that. I, so I guess we can, we could probably start with the Timberwolves, right? The Timberwolves are not going to willingly trade Carl Anthony Towns right now. 
Um, no, no, he's no, got no. three years left on his deal. Yeah, um, no options, and it's just straight straight three years. Right, and I I still maintain that with this new 2025 um, contract coming in, oh, that, the, will, okay. that will uh, you know affect the CBA. Probably not like what we saw in 2016, but it's still going to be more money coming in. I think guys like him and Booker are going to sign one year extensions so that they're. They hit their tenth year, the year that the new contract comes in. So, like a one plus one with one one year, or with just a, with just a, a one year option? extension, like a one year max, right? A one year so max. I'm saying in, in 2023, I'm guessing they sign one year maxes. It sets themselves up for oh, a 35 percent contract in a new year when the cap goes up, as opposed so, to in 2024 when it'd be a 30 percent max, and then the new TV deal hasn't kicked in yet. So you're saying the moment that Towns becomes eligible to sign some sort of extension, which will be Next. 2023. Can, can he sign it with two years left on his? Or deal? He, I mean, he could. I think he, he regardless. He could. Like, he, yeah, no, he probably he could. could. Okay, but adding but probably, that one, I, I agree with you. He's probably not going to. Okay, right. Adding a one-year max onto both of their things, yeah. of both their contracts, and then that way they, you know, they get they're eligible for more money. Regardless, right? L- let's just say he he does become a free agent in 2024. No way out. He'd have to force the trade. We're looking at the Ben Simmons situation. This isn't nearly as bad as that. The Wolves can also just say, no, we don't want to do that. Um, look what we did. We've built around you the way you want. We got D'Lo. You're close with. We just drafted Anthony Edwards first overall. Yep. Um, you know, we've made trades to help address the defense. We're working with you. We have a coach that is bringing out the best in you. All we're doing is just kicking out the top guy, but we're, you know, Gupta is still going to be in charge, or at least he'll be in charge oh, now. We, That's we think. Yeah. Right. Then you factor in the Knicks. As you said, the Knicks can't move any big contracts right now anyway, because they just signed Julius Randle. He can't physically be moved because of the new contract. Same with Fournier, Campbell Walker, Burks, Noel, Rose, all these guys. Mm-hmm. The biggest contract the Knicks could move right now RJ is RJ Barrett, and they're not going to do that. Um then there's the philosophy of fitting Carl Anthony Towns even on this team, right? Like, let's say it gets to the point where the Wolves say, "All right, Carl, we're Carl Anthony, we're going to give in. You want to trade? We'll trade you." Then the Knicks get in Carl Anthony Towns. Number one, I think I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, if the price is right, I want." You know, like it depends on the deal. Listen, guys, if you think Carl Anthony Towns is as good as he is with three years left on his deal, yeah. there is no if the price is right. No. It's okay. How much are we going to have to pay for Carl Anthony Towns? And it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot, right? Yeah. And it's the sort of thing of what are you even left over with? And then how are you going to, because if you're cashing all your chips in on a big who I ultimately think doesn't work with Randall on defense I, either, there's something about it that I don't like. Yeah. And exactly. The offense, I get it, right? Like, and I've in talked theory, about this before. In theory, in theory sure. you get it. But like, again, show me the last two. Tradi- some I, 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 hate, I know you can't use the, the term traditional big man with Carl Landon Downs because it's used three reasons. So does Randall and the whole thing. But like, there's still two big guys who like move like big guys. Like, and they're not like, neither of them was LeBron James. Let's just say it like that. Like, right. he's the exception. He's not the, he's the big guy that's not a big guy. This is different. I just, it, I, I, no, I, I don't love it. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's, the thing to think about where I've said this before, I, I think there is a focus on a five out offense. People love shooting yeah. and it makes sense, right? Cause yeah. the ball goes in the basket and it's exciting, <laughs> but you don't need a five out offense to yeah. succeed. And when you look at the best lineups that have been featured, unless they have like Jokic, who is an MVP candidate because he won the MVP last year. Um, 
hell, even like the Kristaps Porzingis fives, like where they play five out with Porzingis, yeah. like they do well, but defensively not great. And also yeah. Porzingis, we all know about him. So when you get to Crown Three Towns, you know, it's not like you can't do well, but you're sacrificing something on defensive end. And we know what the Knicks like, right? We know that at the center position, they like guys who are not Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, right? I know a coach who likes that. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing about it is I understand the philosophy of, well, if the Knicks got a star, they'd, they'd make it work, right? They'd figure out a change of plans. But we have to consider fit because the Knicks have chosen Julius Randle above any other possibility, right? Like, we could say they're building around him and RJ Barrett, but well, the point is on. that they have financially invested in Randall. They haven't done that in Barrett yet because they haven't even been able to, but they just simply haven't. So and just very if quickly, if you think they're going to ship Julius Randall off to Minnesota, no way. To Minnesota, <laughs> they're not doing that to him. Hey, just, Julius, thanks so much for taking that you know, discount. We, By we the really way, appreciate hope you like Minnesota in February. Um, I've been to Minnesota in February. You it have? Is, I have. I was there for a, a convention in college and um, the school flew me and a couple other friends in our club out there. And it was a lot of fun, you know, just chilling yeah. there. But I wanted to experience what really cold weather was because I just thought like, hey, why don't I step outside while I'm waiting for the van to take me to the airport to leave this this hellish place? It's it fun. Don't get me wrong. Minnesota is cool. But fun, but hellish. Right. So I'm standing outside. It's negative 10 degrees, negative 30 wind chill. And my like dumb brain that is still developing that probably stunted because of the cold and left me just, you know, a shell of what I could have been like, I, I had so much more potential, but the cold just ruined it. Um, I step outside and my bones actually were cold. I, I was out there for maybe five minutes. Couldn't feel my legs for another half hour because the wind chill just was that strong. I mean, all right, we're getting off track here, but that's what Minnesota can be in terms yeah. of the cold, which is why they have, you know, the sky, the, the the walkways between buildings because why would you it's go outside? That cold. They literally that are cold. like, you should not walk outside ever. Exactly. But again, having Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randle, to me, it like it doesn't mask it on the defensive side at all. It, <clears throat> I think your rebounding suffers quite a bit, but that's the thing, right? Uh, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson. I mean, even going as far as like John Henson and Norvell Pell, this isn't a, com a competition of talent because we know Carl Anthony Towns is better than all of them. Yeah. What it is, is that there's a clear, distinct archetype of what the Knicks have done repeatedly. Yep. And that's what, that's what Tom Thibodeau likes. And then you have Carl Anthony Towns. Jericho Ooh. Sims. Right. Tom. And Towns, to me, I feel like would thrive in the Julius Randle role, which is occupied by Julius <laughs> Randle. So, and then it's like, if you're having Carl Anthony Towns as a four, what does that do to your team? How does that yeah. impact it? Um, and again, like the Knicks have improved their spacing drastically compared to last year. And we know what they like in, in the wing position and at the lead guard spot too. It's easy to see. I mean, again, Alfred Payton, I think is the anomaly. I think more with someone like Kemba Walker with Emmanuel quickly, Derek Rose, like players who can pull up nicely. Right. And yeah. who can break down a defense um, and on the wing spot, certainly scorers who can facilitate uh, at least in RJ's case, someone who can certainly defend. I don't think Fournier is terrible, but it's not as good as RJ Barrett point being here that the Knicks are setting themselves up where we can identify who works and who doesn't yeah, and what position. And we can identify Carl Anthony Towns does not work at the spot that they want or that he would, he would have I, to fit in as. Well, let, let's just be very clear. It, again, in the world that doesn't exist that I know some fans 
wish did if you could get Carl Anthony Towns for pennies on the dollar like this this sure. this conversation is it does not apply it but but that's not reality if you're going to mortgage everything because it's it would be everything to get like that guy you know and I'm not even necessarily saying like you know Dame would be like that much better because guess what Dame's 31 years old Carl Anthony Towns is whatever he is 24 25 like there's a consideration there but like when you make that move, when it comes time to make that move, like you want to make sure, you know, you, like beggars can't be choosers. But I, don't, I don't think the Knicks are beggars anymore. So, and we've talked about that. And um, yeah. I actually think that is one thing that they talked about at the press conference on Friday. Like we we've laid the foundation now where players um, again, Steve Mills once said this too. So take it, I guess, with a straight grain of salt. But like, you know, players are looking at the situation as like, hey, that's, you know, that's that's someplace I might want to go. Um yeah, I don't really have anything else to say on Towns. I, I um, I'll say this. What? Let's say the Knicks, you know, for whatever reason, cashed in on Carl Anthony Towns, right? Sure. Let's say they gave up a bunch of picks, some of their good young players, okay. and they rolled with, at the very least, Carl Anthony Towns and Julius Randle. So here's my question. Yes. What do the Knicks do next? Yeah. How do the Knicks continue to build a legitimate contender? Yep. Because... They've cashed out for the most part. So when you look at the players who are likely to be on the market, and again, mm-hmm. we didn't think Ben Simmons would be on the market with four years left. We didn't think Carl Anthony Towns in this situation is their scenario is on the market with three years left. Anything's possible. But when you have those types of players, the cost is exponentially higher yep. because you get that control. So we could then go to 2022, right? How are you going to facilitate yep. something? Then 2023, cool. Okay, uh, maybe the price of some other guys is is better, but you still have to make a trade to make it work. Point being, it it becomes so much more challenging, and I think it's Knicks, it's a lot harder. It's not impossible. It it's not impossible because nothing's not, ever impossible. But it's, it becomes it's a lot really harder. hard, and that's I think ultimately where the Knicks are going to say, "Hey, we want to trade for a star. In fact, we want to figure out a way to get multiple other stars if we can." The question here is position-wise, right? And I think that the Knicks just simply prioritize star-level talent at the wing and the lead guard spot more than they would someone like a Carl Anthony Towns it's not center the, type. It's not the Knicks; it's the league. I mean, it is, but right. But yeah. I'm, I'm, of course. But I'm yeah. saying that the Knicks, specifically based on how they've been built, right? Like the Mavs, for example, they went in with the Porzingis trade. Like, okay, yeah, we know he's got a bust to ACL yeah. and, and some allegations and, and he has a looming contract, all these things. Yep. But it's cool because he shoots threes and we want to do a five-out offense and he's yep. white and we basically want to try to figure out how we can win and he helps us. So wow. the big thing, shots snuck that in there. So the big <laughs> thing with Dallas, though, is that they, they knew right away, right? We want a five-out offense. Yeah. And the Knicks know right away, we don't want that. We want something that's more structurally sound where it's two way where the Mavs set one of the greatest offenses. I mean, at the time they set the offense of all time. And since then it also like is no longer the greatest because offense has just skyrocketed. And well, the seven, the seven best offenses in the history of the league all happened last year. So, right. And we'll see if the new rules with with offensive fouls, if that changes it, I think it might, but, um, but the sort of thing again, where it's just like, Yes, you, you can collect a lot of talent, but I think then this idea of 2K comes into play. It's not just grabbing all stars, putting them together and being like, cool, go. It's how does he fit around the players we are building around? Because yep. 
The Knicks are building on Julius Randle. Hopefully they keep RJ Barrett in mind. To me, anyone else is fair game. And from there, you just build accordingly. No, well said. I'm not going to add anything on because I think you covered it all. Um, continue being smart, Leon Rose. And I think, I, think, I think you will. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, I don't think so, right? I mean, there was the Zion story that came out this week for the for the uh, New Orleans paper, which it's kind of old news. Um, him and Griff aren't really talking, but again, we've talked about Zion before. I'm sure we'll talk about Zion again. Um, let's get to the game. Come on, I want to get to the. Can we get to the game? Of course, you want to get to the game. Yes, let's yes, get, to the game. get to the game. I'm Mr. In- Claudio. Hi guys, I'm impressed that you got as much as you did out of that story, guys. Especially you, Jeremy, because I could see your brain going into full cat or no cat mode. Um, I like that. That, that was. I, that I, didn't, was I didn't connect the wow. saw it written. Yeah. But. Wow. Well done, guys. It's not going to be available for like two for your math three years, and we did a full ten minutes <laughs> on them. Good job, guys. Um, another good job. I'm going to say to one of you in just a second is because it is time for the finale of I know the Knicks. We have a DJ, right? Like a guy that offered <laughs> I was us about music. to say that's a perfect we should place have for music. A, yeah, yeah, somewhere for something. I don't Unfortunately, know with royalties, I'm going to get a strike on this video and be really upset in the future so anyway um we gotta create the, our own beat then we did some sort of trivia game show drop it jeremy go ahead drop it well the only thing that comes to my mind is the yankees trivia actually oh i is, think if price is right one. well yeah but i mean like that's i didn't want to use like one of the big ones so yeah yeah we could just we could mix a bunch of them together and then get multiple strikes on it so this is what people come for all of the strikes there you go anyway um for the finale of i know the knicks i've actually added a little twist onto the uh, uh, wrinkle we added last week with strikes. Um, Speaking of strikes um, onto each category. So there's a three strike and you're out category. There's a four strike and you're out category. And then there's a five strike and you're out category. Now the three strike category is 21, 22. The four strike is post decision. 
um, from Jan- July 8th, 2021. And the five strike category is post me since August 3rd, 1988. I'm not going to make you know something that happened before I existed. Um, John, you are a reigning champion, potentially going to go for a three-peat today. You get to go first. Which category would you like us to choose? You know what I'm choosing. No, I don't actually. I need you to tell old me. School. Old, old school. We keep it old school. Okay, old man. Hey, you and I picked up on that. So this one is an Alfred Payton themed category. That's right. You want to know what we're doing? Um, 12 Knicks in since 1988-89 have averaged below 45% from the field. Below 30% from three played more than a thousand minutes while attempting more than 53 point attempts. All right. You guys each have five strikes. Can I just get, uh, so under 45% from the field. I will say, so there's 11, there's 11, 12 Knicks. Alfred Payton's one of them, obviously. Okay. For under 45% from the field, under 30% from three. Yes. More than um, a thousand minutes, more, more than, than a thousand threes attempted. And more than 53s attempted. Yes. More than 53s attempted specifically. Yes. More than 50 in a, in a season. Yes. In a season. Okay. Um, I, there's literally no one that comes to mind as like an obvious one. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to start with the name. Five strikes and you're out. Go ahead. Uh, Eman- Emmanuel Moutier. Incorrect. Jeremy, you can go for as long as you want. Wow, you guys might go five strikes and out. This is uh, think of Nick's set of so it, frustrated. Look, it's below, it's below 40% from the floor. 45 below 45%. Below 30% from three? Or f- yes. Below the, okay. So, okay. Yeah, no, you, you said it. I'm just trying to yeah. process it. All right. You're good. Um, honestly, Frank Nilakina. So here's the funny part. No, but Nilakina was 96 minutes away in his second season. The first physical season from qualifying. So he played 904 minutes his second season and shot below 30% from three and below 40% from the field. So would have qualified. Um, I actually don't think he may attempted enough threes, but regardless, um, Milkina is incorrect just barely. John, back to you. Okay. Um, so the interesting thing here is that uh, it's, it's, it's since 88, 89. Yes. When players. Back then, um, shot a lot worse. Um, there are some names on here that you guys have hated through the years, is what I will add. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, you know what? I won't. No, no, he would have never shot over 45% from the field. Um, okay. Uh, again, this is this is a really, really tough category. I kind of thought this would be our last one. So maybe a good thing it's going to be our first one so we can get it out the way. I don't think he ever shot. No, it's like the Oscars last year with the acceptance speech. Yeah. <laughs> good win last Greg time, Anthony? Greg Anthony is one of them. He did it twice. Good job, John. Um, John has one point. Good win last night, by the way, Jeremy. Oh, thanks. I played a big part in that. I know. Yeah, I know. Congrats to you and only you. Yeah. Um, nice beating the blue and yellow socks. Yeah. That I hate those jerseys so much. Putrid. Yeah. Mm, no, he never. Um, okay. I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give you a name. Why are they yellow? Gl- I don't know. Glenn Rice? Incorrect. But good guess. Let's strike two for John. Jeremy. Only there for a year. I think it's yeah. Deb. Um, Ron Baker. Incorrect. Did not attempt. Did he ever attempt fifty three? I mean, I can check, but I don't no, think it's so. it's fine. Um, wow, I'll this might be defend myself. I will go with um, man. Who have some? Who is? Who are some players that people have really? Oh wait, there's an obvious one. Julius Randle. Incorrect. Julius Randle didn't uh, shoot less than 
45 percent from the field and that's what year it is the yeah. okay right. bad job by me so in his rookie year ron baker took 86 threes ah, he did and oh, okay. he shot below 40 percent from the floor below 30 percent from three how many problem was he played 857 minutes that's what it uh, is okay Got i'm it. thinking of players who are just just below the threshold which so i think as is messed I, up. and i think this is a conspiracy theory to no. put me down so john can keep winning <laughs> But Listen, whatever. I'm not going to get another one probably here. It's your turn. So Julius Randle shot 46%. Okay. From, so I wasn't, that was not a ridiculous guess. It wasn't ridiculous because he would have qualified. Mm. Yeah. And he attempted 64 threes that first year with the Knicks. Well, I would have thought he attempted more. All right, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, Andrew's saying there are a lot of players we've... There is an know. obvious one that I, I, I... Yeah, there's a very obvious one. And I will say the reason I... Shortened did a bit because Alfred Payton shot 43% from the field, 27% from three, played like 1,600 minutes yeah. last season, and then took 80-something threes, I think it was. So I had to keep shortening the criteria so that it wasn't just like these random cast-offs. Yeah. And I thought I came up with a list of a few obvious ones. No, um, I'm sure there is. We're just, you know, maybe this, I haven't had This category yet. is more about consternation, like guys that have really frustrated you over the years as Knicks fans that it's like, man, if he wasn't here, what could our team be? Okay. Which See, is I, funny because there's two names on this list. I don't think belong here. That's another hint to both of you. Okay. All right. To me, it's like I, I, Alfred Payton did so much damage to my psyche last that year. Sure. That I have blocked everything <laughs> out. And like when John's saying Emmanuel Moutier, it's like, yeah, you know, I could see why that would like, why that mm -hmm. could have been right because of the consternation. And yet like he's apparently not on the list. Emmanuel so. Moutier. In let me look for it. Ja it? Jeremy, hold on. Jeremy's filibustering. Jeremy, we he need is. a name. You've had yeah, Jeremy need a here. name. All right. Um, I'm gonna say I feel like for at least one of the seasons it was Lance Thomas. Incorrect. Lance Thomas shot like close to 40% from three every year he was a Nick. See, I thought there was one year. I knew that. I just thought there was one year where it was like, uh, this isn't great. And uh, towards Lance, the end. Lance Thomas, remember when we did our three point oh, I, I, I know he did great. For a couple of years, I just thought Let's there was going to be that one year where he snuck in. Okay, there's one year where he shot 20. All right, Jeremy's right. There's one I'm year gonna, where he shot. So he didn't, he, have, he didn't have enough minutes, but there's one again, year where Jeremy's right. The minutes police is screwing me up. I have a guess. Go ahead, you know my guess? Yes. Derek Rose. Incorrect. <laughs> he didn't take 50. There are enough threes, dude. I'd be surprised if he took five. Like he didn't even like Jeff Warnesek was like, hey, Derek, we'd love you could shoot threes. And Derek's like, eh, okay. I'm good. So. Derek Rose that t season took 63s exactly. So then how did I 21% because he shot 47% from the field. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. All right. That would do it. Yeah. Jeremy. Lance Thomas that year shot 45% from three. Because he's the, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh by the score is one nothing. I don't know if he had enough minutes, I, I, but he's just been so bad and he's shot at least below 40% from the floor every year he's been a Nick. Kevin Knox. Incorrect. <sighs> Look at Jeremy. He thought he had one. Um, okay. Uh, what was the minutes threshold again? I mean, that, that 1,000 minutes, at least 1,000 minutes. And below 30% from three. Okay. Yes. Below 45. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Kevin Knox has never shot below 32%. Look at you. Well, I'm just. I, it's, you know what it is? The problem is like the 30% from three is getting me because like I'd love to say Tim Hardaway Jr., but I have, to, he definitely shot over 30% from three. Um, 
in in every year that he was here, unless I'm fucking losing my mind. I should add, John, you have one more strike left. Okay. Um, I will say there's no way this guy took 53s or probably for that matter shot that poorly. There's, there's like an old guy. There's like probably an obvious old guy that I'm missing. Um, God. There's one obvious old guy that I was like, that I thought would be on this list and obviously was. It's Again, yeah. mm, my God, I actually stumped you guys with the category. Maybe I made it too hard of a category. No, it's a great category. I mean, I'll just say that he didn't shoot 53. Charles Smith. Incorrect. John is out. Jeremy, can you get on the board before we get out of this category? Nope. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, think of all time hated Knicks. All time. I mean, John just said an all time hated. That's Nick. why I said mm-hmm. it. I was like, <laughs> I knew um, that was wrong. All time hated Knicks. Again, I just Alfred Payton did so much damage. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> now one. he knows. Now yeah, I know. Now he's out. It's because I oh. have to say all time hated mm-hmm. Nick. And then Tall guy. Finally I think if it's the, if, if the one I just, that just popped in my head is John, right. Jeremy's not out yet. So I know. You might have just given him an answer. I'll just give you a hint. He's tall. He was tall enough to be a center. I think I, he, this is the right answer, but I don't know. I mean, that's tall enough to be a center. Oh, man. So I'll add, by the way, Greg Anthony in the two seasons that um, we're talking about in 90, in 91, 92, shot 37% from the field, 15% from three on 55 attempts in wow. 1500 minutes. And then. Oh, another se- one just popped into my head. Fuck, sorry. Two seasons later uh, in right. 1994 minutes. So nine, 1994 minutes shot 39% from the field. Uh, exactly 30% from three. Um, and then hundred on 160 attempts. So, All right. Jeremy, All right, come I, on, I have my last guess. What, what is, is it? it? Joakim Noah. Incorrect. All right. Can I give two guesses now that I'm out? Yeah, good. Uh, Jared, don't count, but you can Jared Jeffries. Incorrect. Oh, that was the guy I was thinking of. What about Charlie Ward? Incorrect. Okay. So, then so no let's go down the list. Yes. Shandon Anderson did it twice. Shandon Anderson in the 0102 season, 0304 season. I, I would not have guessed that. You said mm-hmm. Greg Anthony. The obvious one, I thought, Andrea Bargnani in the 2013-14 Again, season. To what Jeremy said, completely wiped from my memory. Yep. Really? Absolutely. You, just, like, you, you gave reference to the 13-14 season on this podcast earlier. Yeah, but it's it, like the players themselves yeah, kind of are like it was a one year thing where mm-hmm. he yeah. like his highlight was shattering his elbow. Oh, I, I thought his highlight was getting the, the offensive rebound that Chandler tapped out to him when they could have run out the clock and he shot. The oh, and oh to me, the highlight is what the, is he doing? Bro? Yeah. The, yeah. Like the attempted dunk or finger That's roll. That's what I'm when saying. He, when yeah, he that shattered one. his elbow. Uh, and okay. That was it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Keep um, going. The one that I didn't, I didn't think any of you would get is Jerry and Grant in 2015-16. Did it. Oh, um, in 18-19, Mario Hizonia did it. Um, another hated Nick, especially when you factor in how passionate Jeremy was with the Frank conversation last week. Jared Jack did it in 1718. You know, his name popped up in my head a few yeah. times, and I just never thought he shot below 30% from three, but shows what I know. Okay. I will give anybody out there a, a shout out on this podcast if you tell me you remember the Chris Mills season in 97-98. Um Ah, I remember it well. There you go. And it then was the 1997, 98. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Cohen. There you go. Alfred Payton did it twice um, in his two seasons with the Knicks. And then the shocker, 
Latrell Sprewell did it once in 98-99. But again, shooting was was down then. It's not I, like that there, much uh, of a shocker. 77 threes attempted, 27% from the field. And then John Starks did it in 90-91. Um, another, another name that, that popped in, and I was just like, I, I just didn't think he shot below that from three, but there you go. Okay. And the last but not least, Derek Williams did it in the 15-16 oh, season. Wow. Okay. See that yeah. that's a name that I feel like I should have I should have at least guessed, but oh well. Okay. Well, Jeremy, um, the score is one nothing. <laughs> you get to choose. Do we go three strikes or four strikes? Uh four strikes is from the decision, and three strikes is from last year. Correct. Let's go three strikes. Three strikes. Okay. Last season. Um there are 14 teams in which the Knicks scored 115 points against last season. 14 they teams they scored at least 115 points. Didn't do it a lot. Only 18 times in the 72 games Knicks played last year did they score at least 115 points. So you guys have three strikes and you're out. Jeremy, you get to go first. Um, the Mavericks. Correct. Do 117. No, John goes. Sacramento. It's only when a strike is issued. Yes, correct. The most they scored last season was 140 points against the Kings. Um, for I'm going to say for one of the games, the Hawks. Uh, both game, two games, in fact, against the okay. Hawks. So correct. Um, let's go with Washington. Um, the Wizards. They scored 131 points against. Correct. Um, two to two. The Bucks. The Bucks they scored 130 guess. points. It was their first win of the season. Correct. That was my guess. That was my guess. That was my guess. Uh, let's go with Detroit. Detroit, they scored 125 points against. Correct. Um, and this is 115 points at least last season. I think it, I think this might be a little bit off, but the Clippers. In the Clipper game, uh, on the road, they only scored 107. However, in the loss against the Clippers, yep. they lost 129 to oh, 115. Wow. Well that was really good. I knew the uh, home. I knew it wasn't the away game. I thought maybe the home game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping because it was an overtime game. Uh, Memphis. The Memphis game. Yes. In fact, it's not just the overtime game. And the on the road, okay. they scored 118. So they won 118, 112, I think, in Memphis. And then they won in overtime. 133 to 129 against the okay. Grizzlies. Correct. That started the winning streak. Um, how many te- how many games have we done? Or how many teams have we had? You guys so far? have eight, said right? eight, uh, nine teams so far. Out of well, no, it can't be. Uh, nine. No, it it would be, be. Hold eight, on, yeah. eight, eight, and it says twelve. It's fourteen. So we have there's six left. Okay. Yes. Um, the Rockets. The Rockets. They did it twice. One twenty two and one twenty one. Uh, Portland, uh, incorrect. That is strike one for John. And I will say you guys are now tied. Okay. 115. Oh, wait, Jeremy, you said the Rockets, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say for their win, I don't feel great about it, but what do I have to lose other than my dignity? Um, (laughs) the Lakers game, they won. The Lakers game, they won is incorrect. They did not score. They won by 20, but they didn't they won by 15 but they didn't score 115 right, let's what let's was get the final it. score for that i'll look i'll look it up but okay. they did, i just it's not on this list let's get it back uh pelicans the pelicans game they it's correct i'm just looking for the correct answer great the pelicans game they did it twice they scored 122 and 1 116 
I, I John, you, you get to keep going until you're out. The Thunder? The Thunder game, they scored 119 points, correct? And you said the this Pelicans is, before that. Yeah, this is a reach, but I'm thinking the Rivers game. Um, the Jazz? Incorrect. Jeremy, back to you. Mm. So, John, just real quick score update. John has seven points. Jeremy has five points. Yeah. And you said the Thunder. That's right. Okay, there are three remaining teams. You guys have said 11 so far. The Bulls? Uh, incorrect. John, oh, wow. back to you. I would have thought that was right. Uh, the they Raptors. Won the, so the Bulls game, they won 113 to 94. Okay. And the uh, Raptors is correct. Okay. So, so I go again? Yeah, so they scored 120 against the Raptors. I actually don't. The next answer I'm going to give, I don't think is right, but I'm, I'm just out of teams. Uh, Cleveland? Incorrect. Jeremy, back to you. <sighs> uh, Hornets. Uh, no, no, no. They scored 118 against the Hornets. My apologies. The overtime game last weekend of the season. So how many teams are left? There's one team left. Jeremy, can you get it? No. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, has, Jeremy has one strike, right? He yeah. just said Pacers. Now he has two strikes. Go ahead, John. Can you name uh, it? Did anyone say Boston? No. Boston? No. John is out for this round. Jeremy, can you get the last one? Can you make it an 8-7 game? We said a lot of teams. Yes, you did. You want me? I'll go through the list real quick. Yeah. You guys let's, said the Kings, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Wizards, the Bucks, the Pistons, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Raptors, the Thunder, the Hornets, the Mavericks, the Clippers. And then the teams we got wrong. The, right. Yeah, those are the correct teams so yeah. far. And then you guys said the Bulls, the Celtics, the Pacers. Oh, I know what I know what the last team is. Okay. Well, you're right. Uh, let Jeremy get it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, it's, again, it's not going to happen. I, I'm just... And then there's one more that she said. Trying to, think of the teams in my mind in terms of where they finished and uh, it's not as easy. Um, I'm trying to like group it by division. Mm -hmm. You do that. You you like to do that and look at divisions in your head. I've I've seen you do it this way. It's easier for me. Um, I feel like, I feel like it isn't, it's an Atlantic team. Don't give a, don't give him a hint. I'm 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 just just looking into the camera. Just name the Atlantic team. Do you think it is? Uh, see, I'm choosing between the Nets and the Sixers because I feel like one of the games was close enough. For what it's worth, I think one of those is the answer. Yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably pick the wrong one, but I'm going to go with the Nets. Incorrect. It, oh, is wow. not, it is not an Atlantic team. Oh, wow. I would have said the Nets. Okay. See, like that game where it? it was close yeah, enough. No, I know the yeah. game you're talking about. Okay. So on January 21st, it was like a West Coast trip that had just started. Um, the Knicks went to Golden State <laughs> and scored 119 points in a 15-point win over the Warriors. Um, okay. It is eight to six. We have one more category in a fun, hopefully a fun contest down the stretch. In the final category, um, 18 Knicks since the decision have recorded a 15.15 rebound game at least. Okay, you guys 15 15. Okay, yes, you each I, have four strikes. I go first, John goes first. Cantor, correct, but he is the inspiration for this category, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 15 and 15, 15 and 15. Can't you do it 19 times, by the way? Just want to, I'll add, make sure I add that. That's all. Tyson Chandler, Tyson Chandler did it six times, correct? That would have been my next guest, uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle did it the second most on this list with 17 times. Correct. Um, Score. John's up to 10. Amare. 
Amari Stoudemire did it four times. Correct, Jeremy. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson did it once, which I, I remember, was and I remember the game well. By. Yep. I, I remember the game. Yeah. Damn. Trying to get yeah. It's, it gets difficult at a, it at does. a certain point. But you guys have named five out of the 18 so far. So it's got a lot of names left with all your strikes remaining. All strikes remaining. Okay. 15 points, 15 rebounds. I mean, again, the, the points are the easy part. It's the rebounds that certainly makes it. <laughs> rebounds kill you every time. They so do. Um, God, I, I'm really stumped at this point. Wow. I, know I shouldn't be. I know, right? She, she stumped too. She, Jeez. No, she's saying the answer. I just can't oh, understand that's what it. That was okay. Right. Because I believe that babies, when they're born, are actually like they have, they hold all the knowledge. They hold all the knowledge. They the just universe. forget yeah, it as, the, and then, you know, they. That's it. Yeah. That's what that is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We need an answer, sir. Yeah. No, I, I know you do. I'm, I'm Jeez, filibustering once again. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, again, it's the rebounds. Okay. I'm trying to think of triple double. Players, uh, Car- Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony did that's, it eight times. I, I think that's that was an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, I, I got one. it. So, again, the <sighs> disrespect, the underrating of Melo's performances. That's the theme throughout this game. Um, nine, nine points for Jeremy. By the way, John, you're okay. up. Okay, uh, since the decision, right? Okay, since the decision. Um, <laughs> so no, David Lee. <laughs> also, yeah. like since it, yes, that is the category we've been doing for All the right. last five weeks. Got some, yeah, no, I, I mean, I got some names in my head. Um, I really, I don't love, uh, quite frankly, any of them. Um, but uh, we uh, do need an answer here. Yes, we do. So, yeah, God, he had to have gotten fifteen rebounds at least once. He had to have. I can't believe I'm going to say his name. She doesn't even like it that I'm going to say his name. Porzingis, Christos Porzingis. Did it once. There you go. Exactly once. He did. He had 24 and 15 against the Warriors in 2017. And he did it on the number 15 rebounds. Because yep. he's, a, I'm not going to say because mm, you're next to a toddler. See, I mean, she doesn't know what people. No, that she does know. People she that can. don't she like. She does when we know. She knows right. all. She of does it, know. But, um, Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez is a good guess. He did it. Uh, hold that was, on. That was my next. That was my only other like semi-obvious. Robin Lopez did it five times. Now you guys have listed all the main ones that have done it like five and five and up at least. Okay, Um, I'm gonna go a little random here. Okay, Um, Michael Beasley. Incorrect. Jeremy, your turn. You can catch up if you get this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you want to catch up, (laughs) yeah, I'll just you know. You guys have named eight of the 18. So there's 10 remaining names and you trail 10 to 12 at the moment. Um, all right. <laughs> he was a reserve. Is that your answer? Uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I don't like that I'm suggesting this, but since I'm going towards the bottom of the barrel, uh, Kenyon Martin. Incorrect. That, that's a decent guess. That's a guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a yeah. name. That is definitely a name. Right. But, he, you know, he was off the bench enough where I feel like, did he have the opportunity? Maybe per 36. So you each but. have. Per th- yeah. So if I did per 36, <laughs> um, sure. there's shout, a game. Shout out to uh, Yash. Kyle Quinn. Kyle Quinn did it twice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There you go. Absolutely the, love it. The okay. bearded one. Kyle Quinn. Um, and then again, I, I don't remember the game and I certainly don't remember him having this uh, many rebounds ever, but I'm just going to say it cause he had a phenomenal 40, whatever games here. Uh, Marcus Morris. Incorrect. Okay. 
Jeremy, back to you. Swords shot. You each have... Oh, John is two strikes. Jeremy is one. And again, Jeremy, you can kind of catch up here with your down three at the moment. Yeah, no, I... Thank you. You're welcome. It's like, it's like reminding me that like, life ends. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, oh. the, that's the same life ends. Life, life You're down end. three in this fake game like, that we made end. up during the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Those are the same thing that just yeah. happened. Um, Again, I'm thinking of big men. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where I asked John to mute finally. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're good. I'll ask okay. you to unmute when it's your turn. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> All right. You just you and me now, Jeremy. Uh, again, I hate that I'm suggesting this because I don't think he ever scored this many points and had this many rebounds, but um, screw it. Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah did it once. Well done, Jeremy. Wow. One one correct. I I didn't think he ever did it. Joakim Noah did it on... Sorry, do you you smell? Do do you smell a comeback? Is what you're saying? I don't smell. Oh, wow. He had 15 (laughs) points, 16 rebounds. In, uh, the skin of his teeth and Year- mine. Oh, you know what? It's the Harden game on New Year's Eve 2016 when Harden went for like 56, 17, and 18. And Joe Cuno apparently got all the Knicks rebounds that night. Okay. Um, this is like another go for broke answer. Listen, you're right now. You're, you're so here comes the it. comeback. Let's see it. Um, Samuel Dallenbear. Incorrect. Well figured, done, though. That was a pop, good guess. Popped right. into my head also, but okay, this is my last guess. No, you have two more strikes. Oh, okay. Uh, Danilo Gallinari. Incorrect. Now you have one more strike. All right, Jeremy. You got a shot here. There's there's some names here that when you guys hear them later, you're like, oh, of course. Uh, John said Michael Beasley, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Again, this is 15 points and 15 rebounds since July 8th, 2021. When a certain... Wait, no, no, no. Ohio... 20, na- oh, what did I say? 2010. Yeah. When a certain Ohio native took his talents down to South Beach to join that very annoying franchise with very indifferent fans. Um, I'd be pretty... myself for this suggestion as well, but Andrea Bargnani. Incorrect. You know, it's not insane. It's not insane. It's not, I think didn't it rebound is. well, there's but I thought maybe one game happened. No, there's that. It's not. I'm not like criticizing Jeremy for the guess. There is no positive list that Andrea Bargnani falls on <laughs> in his NBA career. So unless well, like, one list, there is one list. Uh, the NBA draft one, list. I was going to say NBA draft busts. There you go. Oh, well, I was trying to be a little bit more sensitive. Oh, number one. I said so. you, you drafted <laughs> That's first right. overall. That's right. <laughs> Damn, oh, man. Andrew. What draft is um, that? Season Four is that though? Four draft that's like who I'm saying who else got 2005 was Bogut, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the Chris Paul there. That's the Chris Paul draft, right? I thought 2004 was, um, I think that's when Bargnani was drafted. I'll look at oh, up. no, no, it's 2006. I think, I think Bargnani was 2006. I don't know. I'll look it up all while you do it. I, only go ahead, John. All right, only because if he did it and I don't it, say it, I'm gonna be mad at myself. I don't think six, I don't, yes. I don't think he did it. Uh, <laughs> Taj Gibson. Incorrect. <laughs> it's a good guess, but incorrect. John, you are out. Now, Jeremy, you trail 13 to 11 in this game. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more names remaining. Can you get three more names? You keep asking me like I'm going to do it and I'm not going to. It's not going to happen. 
Can you name three guys that had 15 points and 15 rebounds since the decision that we have not said already? You make it sound so easy. It's you've been watching the Knicks for a long time, specifically this ticket, this decade. I know, but you know, you block out a lot of these things. So Mm -hmm. I just want to say the YouTube later of you and me trying to do this list while John's John's like jostling the baby. (laughs) I'm not jostling the baby. I'm entertaining the baby. Play, yeah, you're good because this is the other. It's two forms of entertainment: us, Jeremy (laughs) losing his mind while John, you know, whatever is. I'm trying to figure out what he's humming. Maybe it's. I'm not humming anything. I'm just going like D D D D. Okay. I thought you were saying like, I like big butts. I can't. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I should have let you think that. There you go. (laughs) All right, Jeremy. You can do this. Come on. Three names. Three names. Think big men. Tyler Payne was a good guess. That was a good guess. That's a really good guess. In terms of big men. Big men that played for the Knicks. Oh, I know. The last part is is mm-hmm. <laughs> apparent. <laughs> oh, paid for the Celtics. Okay, yes. well, um, well, I'll Al Horford guess out. That'd be impressive. That would be yes, be impressive. Again, I'm just going through. I'm going to walk you through it as okay. I walk, stall for time. Talk because, me through it. Let's go. You know, talk it out. Just talk it out. Yeah. Well, again, I'm thinking of of big men who are able to do it. All right. Ah, oh, but today, fifteen points. A lot of points. Mm, Nerlens Noel. Incorrect. John mm. wins can I, again. Can I throw some guesses? Yeah, good. Uh, did Jason Kidd ever do it? No. Uh, um, did uh, Jared Jeffries ever do it? No. Did Chris Copeland ever do it? No. Marcus Camby. No. Well, At, not in this time. Camby yeah. might have done it. In, uh, no, I meant in, in the return. Wasn't no. he here post decision? He was. And, yeah. and the answer. Did no. Raymond Felton ever do it? No. She um, didn't do it. No, no, she didn't play it. Right, oh, he, right. An, I, another guy from that season who didn't play at all. Kurt Thomas, he never did it, right? No. Okay. Again, the, the infamous this Kurt period. Thomas game where he had ten and six, and yeah, there you go. His that was legs, what I was his thinking. his feet fell off. I think. was that the Utah game. That's the Utah game yeah. after the the Clipper game where I thought that season was going to end in misery. Oh, uh, did Lou Almondson ever do t- it? No. Okay, I was just going to say oh, Justin wow. as well. Okay, Jason Smith. No. Um, wow, God. Jason Smith didn't do it. No. Well, Cole he's, Aldridge? Cole Aldridge did oh, it one. Oh, <laughs> damn it. That's right. 24 <laughs> points, 15 rebounds in the 2015 season. 24. He, that man scored 24, 24 points, points in a, in a Knicks I, uniform. John, on 11 of 16 shooting. <laughs> was that against like OKC or against Orlando? Detroit. Um, oh, okay. oh, against I, Detroit. Oh, sorry. Actually, you know what? It, it should have been my, my not that it matters because I won. He should have been my last guess instead of uh, Gibson. Did Bobby Portis do it? No. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Uh, he never got 15 rebounds, I guess. So. You guys want another list? What? Yes. Yeah, give me the list. So last season, um, let me find the game. Let me find the game. Hold Wait, on. Last season? Last season. Uh, no, during the 2019 season. So it was early 2019, 2019-20. Uh, um, he had 19 <laughs> points and 15 rebounds. RJ Barrett did it. Yeah. So that's one guess you missed. Um, you said Cole Aldrich. That's the another name you, you missed. Uh, Wilson Chandler. Is a name that you guys uh, missed. John was uh, close when he said Gallinari. I thought I thought of Chandler briefly. Yeah. Landry Fields is mm. another guy who did it once. Uh Willie Hernan Gomez mm. did it once. I was yep. wondering if you guys would would go that direction with this. Um DeAndre Jordan did it twice. He had DeAndre a, Jordan was a Nick. He had another a, another guy. <laughs> yeah, I blacked out. A 15 and 18 game and then a 16 and 19 game. 
Um, DeAndre Jordan did twice. And last but not least, I was stunned because he makes it. He might not accomplish anything else other than one random rookie of the month. And this list, Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox. Damn it. <laughs> in 2018, during that rookie of the month, had 26 points and 15 rebounds. So for what it's worth, when I was saying Kevin Knox, I was actually saying it for this <laughs> round. I just want the record to you be clear. You read that? But yeah. Mario Hazonia is on this list, though. So did I say Mario Hazonia is on this list? Did I skip over his name when I, I said that? did, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was because you guys reacted to Hernan Gomez when you did. Yeah. Mario Hazonia is the other name on this list. So that makes 20. All right. Well, I'll tell or you 18. What. That makes 18. Regardless. Because John is, is dealing with the baby. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say it for him. Congratulations, John. Congratulations, I thought, John. I thought that this was at least... More this round was fun because it was at least more competitive than the last yes. one. Um, so you know, that's great. That's um, I'm, I'm glad John will go to bed tonight confident <laughs> that he knows the Knicks. And I'm, I'm glad too. And uh, well, I have 10 seconds to sign out while the baby isn't crying. I just want to say, um, I'm awesome. And thank you everybody for listening. There you go. <laughs> I take back what I said. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say that, uh, you know, being humble, that's that's the real thing mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day. There you go. So. Uh, Jeremy, is there anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Uh, is there anything that I want to plug? Do we as a staff? We can edit this later, but do we as a staff have something? <laughs> oh, I'll say, I'll say one thing. So uh, I'd mentioned this on the Patreon about one of the potential games. Uh, we're trying to figure out there might be a different game that we're going to. Um, so if you listen to the Patreon episode, uh, hold off on that game for the moment, probably spoke it into existence a little too soon. So, uh, we're still working on it. It gives a little bit of time. We're trying to figure something out, but I, I do want to say for the masses, you know, um, so many of you have reached out and we were overwhelmed by how many of you want to attend this game with us. So, um, you know, it's, we're really excited for when it happens and we hope we can make it work. And if not, we can potentially do a second game. We'll figure it out with all these things. But I just wanted to say thank you for all of whom, all of you who who have reached out asking to to attend. Um, it was just a really cool response, and uh, we're going to try to figure it out. And when we have more of an update, we will let you know. Yeah. To just piggyback on what Jeremy said, the response we got let us know we can actually go ahead and do this, which yes. was like the biggest thing that we were worried about. Like we wouldn't want to say like, yeah, we're in. And then four people are like, yeah, we'll go to a, a suite with you, but we're only paying the price that you said. And then we're out for the cost of the suite. So that's full transparency. You guys let us know that we might be able to do this and do it more than once. So thank you to Nick's nation for that. Um, we just don't know specifically which game or which games it will be happening yet. Um, but yeah, um, that's, I think that's all we got. Um, John, are you, do you have a quiet four seconds to plug something you'd like to plug? I don't have anything I want to plug other than to say um, anyone who hasn't yet, check out Andrew Claudio and Bernardo Zaraski's new podcast. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Fun episode. That, I'll just say it because... Really good episode. Yeah, fun episode. We just did Pulp Fiction. And with the many saints of Newark hitting theaters and HBO Max this upcoming week, it made sense that we're going to go down the mob gangster route with Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas coming out on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Okay, yeah. that, that's enough self-promotion. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and a review. And we'll be back later this week. And 
uh, with media day coverage and more and babies uh, and babies. Apparently one of us will be back with babies. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Until- congratulations, Andrew. No, 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 no. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby <laughs> until next time. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back soon. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.